This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Annabelle Creation. Annabelle Creation is a 2017 American supernatural horror film directed by David F. Sandberg and is a prequel to 2014's Annabelle and the fourth installment in the Conjuring Universe franchise. Set 12 years after the tragic death of their daughter, a doll maker and his wife welcome a nun and several girls from a shuttered orphanage into their home. One of the girls, Janice, is led by a series of notes to open a locked cupboard where she finds an eerie porcelain doll called Annabelle. Damo, I just want to address something really quick before we get into the yeah. episode. Love you too, mate. Your use of the phrase conjuring cinematic franchise is is so accurate because <laughs> conjuring universe franchise. I yeah. don't know I don't know if you boys It's the C U F mate. The C U F the C U F. Yeah. yeah. It's Wan's World. It's Wan's World. <laughs> Wan's wacky world. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys stick around? There's a post-credit sting advertising the nun. I read about it. I, re- I, I didn't, didn't. I didn't watch it. No. Interesting. So, like, they're all. It's like before the. Like, this is the horror version of the MCU. It's like Conjuring, Annabelle, and then the nun. Film. Oh my god, that's the worst fucking team up. Yeah, yeah. I because I, I, I the movie ended and I thought I was safe in the credits. Yeah, and I wasn't. I was. Incorrect. So you watched all of the credits. Well, they were on. Yeah. Was it one of those situations where you got through the experience, you're watching the credits, you're probably chatting with your girlfriend about, oh, you know, and then all of a sudden a nun just glides down the hallway. Well, basically what happens is, uh, I don't know, did you, did you, you, neither of you stuck around for the post-credits sting, obviously. No. No, So what happened with me on our end, so Holly and I were watching this uh, together and much like us, she fuck. She hates that doll. She hates just looking at it for even a second. It's a bad doll, man. Yeah. Right. And so the start of the credits, we we sort of pan around the the cupboard she was in until we finally end back on her sitting there. Oh, that's and right. And it holds on her for too long. And Holly kind of got angry. Holly doesn't get angry a lot, but she got. Ang- she's like, "Can we turn this off? <laughs> I don't need to look at this fucking thing another second longer." I I'm like, that. "Yeah, yeah. Sorry, babe. I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off." Ah. Um, so yeah, that's why we didn't watch it. Oh, so did you watch? Did you see its head move at the end? No, we didn't even get to that. I just oh, okay, heads move. Yeah. yeah, it it, it moves. Well, I think it moves. It moves. It's quite obvious, isn't it? It looks at you. Yeah, it, right. it, it kind of snaps. 
in its movement. This is quite sn- I, I think it's I think its head doesn't move. Its eyes track you. I think. Ugh, like I think gross. its eyes are sort of looking here, and then they look. I I you. think it's a bit of a you see whatever you you see. The credits are actually haunted. Yeah, I think some people probably saw it wink at them, blow them a little kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on the nun, mm. I I didn't pick this up when I watched it, but I read about it today. One of the scenes in it where the sister is showing uh, yes. a picture of mm. of the nuns. Yes, Valak is in the corner. Correct. Did you guys yeah, see I that? Yeah, that. Anthony Lapalia says, yeah. "Who's that?" And she goes, "Oh, I don't know." There's a there's an internet fan theory about this. Before we even get into the movie, we're in we're on Reddit, so this is good. <laughs> but no, apparently there's a theory because um, this is what we were doing while we were talking in the credits. Uh, my mm. girlfriend was looking up bits and pieces about the movie, and there's a theory that it's actually the nun has like attached herself to that nun. Oh, um, and is the reason that Annabelle gets let out. Because Annabelle can't write a note telling you to come and get her out. So that's actually the nun doing that, making her open the door. Oh, okay. Apparently, is a theory. The way I thought was like in the cupboard, it's she's got a little bit of power, just enough to leave these notes. And then once the cupboard's open and the doll's out, she's got more power. And then once the possession takes place, then ultimate power is the way I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that actually makes sense because I also... This is just a theory. Well, I also read, you know how there's the scene just before... uh, We're jumping ahead here for sure, but just before Janice gets possessed in the the shed thing out the back Mm -hmm. and someone pushes her and that person kind of looks like... A nun. It's a nun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it holds water. I think that holds water, dude. Does it hold water or is it just like these fan theories that exist because of a shortcoming in a movie? Oh, <laughs> that, that's, no, there that's, he is. No, but that's the vibe I got from that. Okay. Like, yeah. A lot of it's kind of unexplained magical bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But I would argue that's the CUF, dude. That's the Conjuring Universe franchise, right? Yeah. I guess, like, yeah. That's what the Wayne Man wants you to do. I wish there was a way that we could put an M in there. So, it's like the, the Conjuring Universe movie franchise so it's cump <laughs> I think that's good I love the cump I love chuck chucking on a cump film and just sitting back yeah just sitting there getting my cump on <laughs> um well I I want to actually talk about this a little bit in relation to the the cump the, the conjuring universe movie franchise as it will henceforth be known because I actually watching this I thought the director kind of fucking nailed it in terms of of it feeling a bit wannish in certain in certain some of the film choices. Oh yeah, yeah particularly early like there's a really early mm. camera move that's just like classic wan weaponizing the camera. Yeah, it's a beautiful shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. even the going through the house like I I thought it was fucking great. We we've got the girls entering the house. They're quite happy about it. We get this tracking shot sort of yeah. following them through various rooms. Anthony Lapali is popping up Can out of I, nowhere. Just, just on him, I find it so funny. It's such a bad tour of the house. Yeah. He's kind yeah. of not saying much. Yeah. He's just kind of like walking around rooms. And just on him, are we like, I was shocked that this wasn't an Australian movie. Thank you, dude. Yes. A, because he's in it. I mean, we're out in sort of the desert, so already I'm like, oh, did they shoot this in Australia for tax 100%. reasons or something? They got Anthony Lapalia, they got yeah. Miranda Otto. Yeah. When they both opened their mouth and started speaking, yeah. I was like, why are you not Australian? Yes. What the fuck is going on here? I got yeah. really terrified for a minute because I thought, hold on, is Annabelle fucking Australian? Because I, I, I don't need yeah. that in my life. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to move. Yes. I'd have to move to somewhere like Iceland yeah. <laughs> or somewhere where there's, there's dolls. No- 
there, Tom. No, there's not. Yeah. <laughs> Dole-free world. No, so I thought it was Australia, mm. and we're sitting there, and I'm like, all right, so they've clearly not filmed it in Australia, but it's America. But right. no, it's actually California. They filmed it in the States. It's wow. not even filmed in Australia. They've just got La Palia and Otto. Interesting. But like you said, even the landscape and the building, even the, the house mm. looks like an Australiana sort of farmhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have 100% put money on the fact it was Oz. Looks like the house from Saving Mr. Banks. It's apparently the house from Westworld. Oh. One of the, I haven't watched enough of that show, but one of the characters has a house or something, and that's the same house. Yeah, in season oh, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there you the, go. The main yeah. girl. A farmhouse. Mm. Yeah, it, look, it looked very Australian. Everything about it screamed Australia until... Yeah, it's kind of weird. Also, just a fun fact, the director is the same director as... He did Shazam. Oh. Yeah, he did Shazam, yeah. but he also did uh, Lights Out. Oh. So he's, a, so he's a horror director who then got like his big... DC movie. And it's funny because Shazam has some horror elements to it as well, I think. Any time they go to that... um To the whatever the dark sort of world is, I can't yeah, remember really. Yeah, where Merlin mm. lives, it's always a little bit spooky and weird. Yeah, but even like yeah. some of the creatures, early on in the film particularly, there's some like horror-ish elements to it. So right. yeah, he's definitely... He's, he's got his roots still. So I actually looked him up because I, I was... First of all, I thought Izzy Ozzy when I thought this was filmed in Australia. He's, yeah. he's not. He's I think he was Swedish. Um, but he's actually got a super interesting background where he started in, in animation, just to kind of doing his own animations, but good enough that uh, he soon got hired for other work. And then he's kind of doing animation documentaries, almost the animation for some documentaries, but started to direct some documentaries as well. And then basically he, he'd always had this love of horror and sci-fi. And so kind of purposely wanted to try to move out of these doco and animation stuff into horror and, and sci-fi. And so he started making a series of no-budget horror uh, with him and his wife. That's awesome. It's so I, I you got I love this idea of like lo, I love low budget, but if this is like no budget is the way it was described. And so basically these did pretty well. It's popping up on Vimeo and YouTube. And one of them was called Lights Out. Uh, and was about a monster that only can interact when the lights are out. So basically Hollywood found these and came to him and said, we want you to make a movie. We want Lights Out to be a whole movie. Um, Lionsgate, I think, popped up the, the cash for that one. And he got to make Lights Out. Awesome. Which I, I'm now very curious to add to our roster. Just, I think I think we're adding it onto the list, boys. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Because I, I, I can't fault... I've got some faults with this movie, but I actually think his direction's fucking great, yeah. especially in the horror elements. I actually think yeah. he's, he's very good there. So anyway, so he did Lights Out, and then he from that got Shazam, uh, and then Annabelle Creation, and now he's going to do the next Shazam as well. The thing that I that I love about the direction of this is he it, there are some wanness to it, but there's also mm. he does some terrifying things of just showing you stuff. Yeah, like the camera will just sit. And you'll just see there'll be just someone in the background mm. and nothing will happen. Like, there'll be no jump scare. It, there's that great one at the very uh, start where she goes up the Stairmaster for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that shot where she's framed on the side and there's just darkness. Yeah. And you just see, like, the bottom of a dress kind of step into the just into the shadow. Yes. And then walk off. No one else sees that. There's no jump scare. There's no thing. It's just just showing you something fucked. He yeah. frames stuff in really spooky ways. There's one a scene where someone's like looking in the dollhouse and there's a mirror behind them. Mm. Nothing appears in that mirror, but it might. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. Um, and like I even read that he he was actually resistant to, to direct this one originally until he kind of found out it was one fairly self-contained. Obviously, it does tie in at the, at the very end there, yeah. but fairly self-contained. Also a period piece, so he kind of felt like he had a bit more free range. 
And he said one of the things he liked about the original Conjuring films and what Wan had done is they felt a bit more classic horror, not relying as much on jump scares. And so he really wanted to get that across. He wanted that classic dread-filled horror of just sort of going, hey, are you feeling sick yet? Cool, I'm going to drop this in to make sure you are. But really didn't want to rely on jump scares at any point. And there really aren't any from memory in this film there's it might be a couple yeah oh there's yeah. stacks there's stacks there's heaps. yeah i think are they, they were I are think they, they jump were scares few, or are they yeah. just things happening in the background no nah, there's some jumps there's some big jumps yeah, there's some jumps <laughs> yeah there's some huge jump demo there's the bit where they're under the fucking blanket and that woman's face appears like here oh uh, yeah i guess that's a yeah you know i have to give that i have to give that i guess because it, look I, i'm thinking there are heaps i'm thinking of the <laughs> yes they're heaps but they're like he built up to them. It wasn't the cheapy jump scare. It wasn't like yeah. from nowhere here's cheap. a scare. Yeah, yeah. No. I guess I'll give him that then. Yeah, yeah, I think the framing of of this is reminiscent of like what Flanman's doing in um, Haunting of Hill House, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, good call. Yes. It's yeah, got yeah. that sort of lingering dread. And I think we've talked before about the, the the scariness of a closed door. Yes. I'm sometimes more frightened by the open door, just that open space yeah. and the way that he always... The camera work's great. Mm. There's always just that darkness behind, like a shadow behind a closed door. Yeah, dude. And yeah. you just always mm. feel that something is in there. Yeah. And sometimes there is. Mm. <laughs> and for the other times there aren't. But yeah, it's, yeah. He's, an, he's a director, I think, who understands the genre well. Yeah. And he understands that often it's way more scary to not show anything. Yeah. Just to hint that there is something lurking exactly. in there. Yeah, and that exactly. And that is scary for sure. It's also like, from memory, Annabelle doesn't really move much at all. No, it's all the suggestion of movement. There's only, I think, maybe one or two times where she looks at somebody mm. or something actually happens. There's a bit where she disappears yeah. out of view. But otherwise, it's just like she's sitting there, the camera will pan sort of around the room, and as it sweeps back across her, she's just facing in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess maybe that's why it's it feels like, oh, there's not a lot of jump scares. It's because, well, they're not like, here's a jump scare of oh, what the... F-, like. Mm. They kind of are these moments that happen and then there's a scare at the end of them, which technically is a jump. Yeah. But it's not like a, a jump for the sake of a jump. Yeah, it's like the natural the natural end point for the for the tension that's building in that scene. Yes, exactly. I think that's how more what I felt rather than oh, I think I'm fine and all of a sudden something pops out of me out of nowhere. Whereas like, well, he had already done the hard work of making me fucking tense and full of dread before that scare kind of came at me. Mm-hmm. How did we feel about the characters? Uh, I'll say this. I really like the two girls. We often talk about having empathy for protagonists in, in this genre. I thought the two girls, I thought the dialogue of the two girls from the bus onwards was just really good. It, it felt like they didn't dumb down their dialogue. Like they kind of, the things they were talking about, they were still talking about in a child's vocabulary but it wasn't sort of just like, oh, I like your doll. It's pretty. Like it was actually like, they realized the situation they were in and actually sort of had a bit more intelligence behind it, which kids do. Like kids, like I obviously yeah. I teach kids and they're very aware of what's going on around them, like more yeah. than like to a disturbing degree sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I think in this in this film too, particularly kids who haven't come from a, like a pampered life. Right. As well. Yeah, yeah, good call. And then I'll also just quickly say I loved their friendship. Yeah. I just thought they set up straight away that these girls don't want to be split up. Yep. That's their thing. They're going to stay together no matter what. I believed it. I think these child actors were fucking phenomenal, especially those main two. I, I just, I never doubted them for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those two characters, I really liked. Some of the others, not as much. I, I agree with you. I love the, I, I, I didn't love them. I liked those two main girls. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think they pushed it quite hard enough. I probably wanted a bit more screen time of them. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the that was the real only emotional hook that the movie had. Yes. Um, I think Lapalia's character is criminally underused and underdeveloped. Yep. He's just nothing. How are you going to have a horror movie where you've got a doll maker and there's nothing really creepy outside of the one doll that he made? Mm. Like- Show his workshop. There's got to be fucking shitloads of stuff in there that could, you know, that could be possessed and could go off. The <laughs> yeah, chain. dude. They didn't yeah. really do enough with him. I agree. My my um my first note for the I often make notes during these watchings. My first note was like, what a shit doll maker. He made the world's ugliest doll, like the world's <laughs> most creepy doll. Yeah. Okay. Has he made other creepy dolls? Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Has we- he only got Has he only got one model? I, I don't understand <laughs> it. Miranda Otto is obviously underused as well. Just the whole thing of like she can't get out of the bed yeah i guess and i did read that initially she's the antagonist in the third act oh. like she is killed in the same fashion but then her body is possessed essentially and is chasing the kids through the house instead of the scarecrow yeah yeah right so, okay. yeah she's hanging like a scarecrow i guess and then yeah, yeah i think they did reshoots. she does chase what's her name though through the dumbwaiter um L- laura yeah there was apparently more of that they, i don't think they had the scarecrow i think her character kind of goes outside and 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 attacks those characters, and yeah, they had a bit more to do. And then in reshoots, I guess I don't know, they decided to go in a different direction. But yeah. like, if I was Miranda Otto, I'd be like, "Well, why am I in the fucking movie?" Yeah, I didn't really get enough to sink my teeth. Yeah, into. I agree. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they waste those two characters. The nun, uh, you know, she has a bit to do, but here's here's my issue with the nun character. The logic behind the chump world is that the priests and such, the religious people in this world do have literal power over these demonic people. Yep. yep. <laughs> How did she not get a big fuck you hero moment as our religious person, as our nun? Well, she kind of does. It's not... Mm. She gets that moment where she um, she she saves the day. She Yeah, she pushes Janice into the, into the wardrobe again. But, like, I kind of literally expected her to, like, start preaching some Bible verse, do it, throwing some holy water. Like, to my mind, this is the superpower that comes with being a, a nun or a priest or whatever. Like, I want to see her use that shit. Yeah, Tom, the priest at the end, he's got superpowers. He <laughs> does his little walkthrough and comes out and goes, yep, it's been cleansed. So, I can't believe, sorry, I can't believe at the end he's like, yeah, the doll's all good. Which one of your girls wants <laughs> Who it? Who wants like, it? Destroy what it. Fucking moron. idiot. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a dipshit. He's a dipshit. He deserves whatever is coming from him out of that doll. <laughs> I think my greatest issue with this movie, because I think style-wise and, and, and with the spooks and the camera work and the direction, I think it's all great. It's fantastic. Awesome. The setting's awesome, mm. everything. It's characters for me. Yeah. Because outside of those two kids, the yeah, Lapalia and Miranda Otto, they're pretty shit. The nun mm. doesn't quite have enough key moments, I yeah. guess. But for me, it's it's the other girls. This might sound weird, but a couple of them at least need to fill the bully role or something. I know there's that one beat where they're like, "You go and hide, and we'll find you." And then like they, you know, they mm. they don't really want to hang out with her. But the more of this movie I watched, the more I was just like, it's just a really mean spirited movie yeah. because it's just a bunch of orphans of sweet kids who are just sort of being tortured essentially. And, like, at least if you have, like, the kind of the, the grown-up orphan who's a bit of a bully or something, mm. then she can get fucked around with a bit by this demonic yeah. spirit. But there's no... there's Not that any of it should be fun, but there's... It just feels mean. I watched it and I just felt sad. I'm just yeah. like, look at these sweet kids who are just, like, Sean. trying to find a fucking home. That's and they're it. just being tortured. And what are, what are we doing? <laughs> What, why are we here? <laughs> no, th- Sean. Look, why, that's that's it though. Like, I think I think mm. the point of the movie is is it's like they're not mean kids. They're just kids who, unfortunately, 
are literally fighting evil. And I love the thing that they do where it's like, if you think maybe it's the ghost of the daughter or something yeah. to do, and then you learn, no, a demon tricked, you know, tricked us into this position. And the idea that, yeah, it's just, just a purely malevolent force of evil. Mm. But I will say this, none of them die. None of those, all, they, they all survive. They That's team also up. an issue, I think. No, no, I think it's yeah. good. They got, no, no, Sean. Not everybody has to die. Nah, it's a horror movie, mate. You gotta go off the chain. When I wrote a review on Letterboxd and I said this is I think a mean film, mm. Joel Dusha, our friend, commented, Fuck yeah, I'm in, because he loves that depressing horror shit. Yeah. I said, No, no, it's not. You've misunderstood me. You will not enjoy this because even when it goes off the chain, there isn't like a body count, there's no carnage. This is what I mean. You gotta give characters who aren't sweet kids as well, so that this creature can rip some people apart. I know it does its number on Lapalia and Otto. Mm. But it's not the same. Well, can I say this? So for the chump... Uh, Kumpf? I'm saying Kumpf too much. I, I feel now feel weird about it. For the Kumpf uh, world, there actually never is that high of a body count. If you think of the no. first two Conjuring films, yeah, you're right. I actually think the body count is zero even. Possibly. For both yeah. of them, yeah. Trying to think. Yep. So like to me, I was I had that same thought and I thought, no, they're just honouring where it's come from. Yep. In that context... That's actually yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're a, you're a big fucking idiot. Sean. No, I'm not a fucking idiot. I just I kind of expected something more, and yeah, I guess it didn't deliver what I wanted. But what they did is deliver on the promise of the franchise that they're existing in. Yeah, yeah I will say on the bullying thing, I've got mixed feelings. I, I agree with you on one part, but not entirely. So I actually thought the fact that the bullying wasn't just stereotypical. Fuck you, crutch girl. Like, or just yeah. this girl is just a complete piece of shit. I actually really liked that. I actually felt yeah. it felt like more realistic bullying where they're still ostracizing her, but they're not stealing a crutch or, you know, pushing her down yeah, the stairs. Yeah, and just sort of like they're just like, oh fuck off. Like I don't right. care. Right. But I've got a fix that might fix their bullying plus the friend hit the friendship note between Linda and Janice a bit more, which is if like they if they were sort of like uh I think it was Linda. I keep saying Linda. I'm Linda, like, yeah. I said Laura, okay. but it's Linda. Yeah. yeah. So for, obviously Linda goes off and plays with her and she's like, yeah, you don't have to feel sorry for me. You can go off and play. I think that's the missed opportunity. I, I kind of liked that moment where it's like, I love the maturity of these girls. I generally thought that was a, a positive. However, I think they could have maybe, she said that, but she didn't really mean it because no, of course she doesn't want to just sit alone upstairs in this creepy old house But and kind of have the girls be like to Linda, uh, to Linda well, don't play with her, play with us and kind of have a, this betrayal factor come from from Linda and these girls, like, again, not out and out just bullying the shit out of her, yep. but still purposely tempting her best friend away from her. So we still get, well, they're not great people. Yep. Like, they're not stereotypical roll my eyes. Okay, I guess they're the fucking bully then because look at them be a, a prick for no reason. Yes. But do something that also says, yeah, but. They ask, they're still fulfilling that bully role in a more interesting way. I'm with you on that. I think we're both, but I think the shortcoming for both of us is without something like that, those characters are just like, they're kind of nothing mm. characters. When shit's hitting the fan in the third act, I don't really care about where they are in relation to what's yeah, happening. I hear you. you know, yeah. one of them's yeah. out in the barn, the other's trying to get into the barn. I actually don't care. So you either go down that path that you see. And they're all fairly interchangeable. Yeah, right. None of them none of them stand out. So you either go down the path that you mentioned, Damo, or you go the other way and instead of like they're not bullies, have a an incredibly tight knit unit. Ooh, so then you've got Sean. Then I care about them because our main character cares about them too. They're so good to her. They're always looking out for her. They're all like a yeah. sis they're like a sisterhood. Then you pick them apart one by one. And then we get the comp factor again yeah. of the heart. Yep. Oh, Sean. That's I like big. That. That's pretty big. Because without that, they just 
they just kind of exist and are there, and yeah. they're not really distinguishable from one another. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Nancy, who's the se- sort of second eldest girl, yep. who seems to be like. Again, I like that that she saves the day and that they escape yeah. the barn. She's the one who sees the sa- the scarecrow. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she's she's the one who seems like most about like when um they're standing in that room t- in the in the bedroom and Linda's saying Janice has seen a ghost mm. and they're all like no 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 and then she says that bit. She seems like believable. I like that she's kind of buying into it. I will say though the other two girls I don't even know like this could this could literally just been four orphans. Yes, yes. right. Yeah. You could have just had the two older ones and the two younger ones and they just don't get on Perfect. and that's. It. You don't need the other two because yeah, yeah. they don't really do much except run around. You're right. But having said yeah. that, having said that, I, I I enjoyed all of this. I it's it's creepy, it's spooky, and the devil looks yuck, boys. The yeah, devil yeah. looks yuck. He does. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, I guess that brings us pretty nicely to were we scared? Yeah, like initially, very. Yeah. Because I don't like the... I don't like the open doors. I don't like mm. the dark spaces. I don't like the creeping nature of it. It wasn't. It didn't lean into jump scares at all. Yep. It lent into something closer to that smothering dread that we all oh, hate. Yeah. But I will say it reached a certain point in the movie, not that far in really, where I the fear switched off and so did my interest oh. in the movie probably. And it's actually- What the There's fuck? a really creepy bit where the ghost of, of Annabelle is tapping on the glass. Yeah. 
and our character walks towards her and I think she says something like, what do you want? What do you want? And then turns around and we've got the effects on her face and she goes, I want your soul yes. or something yeah. like that. And when I saw that face, rather than be terrified, I was like, okay, this is a, this is going to be a bit silly now. Yeah. And from that point on, wasn't scared. Oh. Okay, I, I am actually oh. going to 70% agree with you hmm. in terms of I think everything up until that point, again, this is where I just have to compliment the direction because – the scene where she first opens the um, the cupboard and and we see the doll for the first time. Oh, horrible, horrible. And the it's door keeps per- opening. It's so perfect. It's like perfect because obviously we know she shouldn't be in this room. Uh, the door opens. There's that fucking disgusting doll. And do you want to tell? I've got to tell you something else. This doll was made more beautiful than the original because the director just was like, no, it's too much. And I had more of an overbite. He said, no, I want less of an overbite. Like it actually had a few things that he changed and it's still this fucking creepy. Anyway, we see the doll. Yeah, the door opens, door closes. And like you said, Sean, even just her opening the door, it's that closed door horror element that works so well. But she throws the sheet over it. She turns away. And then the thing fucking stands up. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is one of the scariest. There are so many little little like non jump scare yeah, scares well said. in this movie. The one I talked about earlier, but that one chilled me to my book because they just you just the camera just lingers on. And I'll be honest, like it just sits. I wasn't expecting it. Like it comes, and I'm it's like, fucked. of course I should have expected it. I for whatever reason. I was not expecting that at that moment, and it did everything it needed to do. I felt yeah. sick. I was expecting it perhaps later. Right. But not not straight away. Yeah, that's the thing. Also, is the Annabelle doll bigger than... In my mind, it's bigger than it should be, like taller. <laughs> Don't like you think? Yeah, it's almost life-sized, isn't it? Yeah, like in, from my memory of seeing it in the glass box in one of the early Conjuring movies, yeah. it was like a, a normal you know, baby doll size yeah. sort of thing, but this is like just fucked up. It's gross. It, yeah, they've, I feel like they've purposely made it almost as tall as the girls themselves. Yeah, well, because it's when she's carrying it around. Yeah, she's yeah. carrying it around like a baby. You know when they show mm. the priest's... Locking it up in the thing. Yeah. Why do they put it on a chair? I guess. Why do they give it a chair? Yeah. I agree. I thought the same thing. And then they've even got the, like, there's that beam of light that's constantly hitting her. Yeah. And you're why? like, have they set up a spotlight? What's that about? That's also, movie like, magic, just, baby. Probably jump, <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit, but like, so they set up that room and they put, you know, Bible passages paste all over the wall and all that. Yeah. Why would you choose to live? With the doll, though, just destroy it or get rid of it or bury it somewhere else. Lock it in a room mm. in another location. Don't live with it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's madness. I don't agree. give it a chair. Yeah, <laughs> don't, definitely don't give it a chair. Demon dolls sit support. on the floor. That's it. Yeah, no lumbar support. <laughs> You're on your fucking own, yeah. Satan. But yeah, that, that, there's, there's another scare, um, another sequence that's really terrifying as well because it's not a jump scare. Mm. It's just dread and they just show you what's happening. And it's the scene where Linda has gone into the room. Under the stairs? No, 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 not under the stairs. She's gone to the room and she runs back into her bedroom and she jumps back onto her bed because she's scared. Oh, yeah. And she looks down the crack down the side. Yeah. But even before that, she peers over the edge of the bed and you see the black footprints. Yeah. Yeah. You hear the noise. What I love is you hear the noise and then the movement of the bed. So you're like- Something is in, on the bed below you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, that peering over to the crack. Now, a lesser film would do a jump scare where a face would appear, but instead mm-hmm. the camera just pans over, there's Annabelle, and then the worst hand of all time just drags the doll away. Yeah. It's not quick. It's just slow and deliberate. Yeah. yeah. And David, if you're listening, 
I'm sure you are. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> also, a very scary scene when uh, the girl has like that gun with the ball on it, and she's just shooting yes. into the dark hallway. Yeah, a ball going into a dark hallway in a horror movie is always disgustingly scary. Yeah, I don't want a bar of it. Oh, Holly, Holly said to me, she's she we we're watching it, and she's like, "Oh, do you think someone's going to throw the ball back?" I said, that's, "No, yeah, no, no. Thought, yeah. It's on a string. Someone's going to grab hold of it, and yeah, that's yeah. what fucking happened." The part about that that's so scary though is that not only does someone grab it, but then how high it goes. Yes. Like yeah. you, you then get the height. Okay, what we're dealing with is so big. And they do it again later when Lapalia gets fucked up mm. when it's the daughter steps back into the shadows oh and my the eyes God. just move up. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. It, as it stretches up. Ah, oh, terrifying. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's Here was my experience of the scare factor. So yeah, early on, a lot of, uh, some real good dread happening. Obviously that scene we mentioned where we first see Annabelle. And then, yeah, we get the, your soul. And I had the same thing where I'm like, oh, here we go. We're getting some wan style goofiness. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if it's got me anymore. But then it brought me back. And so, Tom, the scene you actually mentioned of, of um, Janice going into the bed, that comes after that scene. After the, I want your soul scene. Ah. So, like, here's a, that's what I, I found every time with the, the demon where we see the demon full on, I didn't care. It didn't do it for yeah, me. It son. didn't scare yep. me. Clearly a man. When it when the demon was embodying either the doll or Janice or the scarecrow, then it worked. I think they actually should have not shown the demon that much at all. Showed the creepy hand, sure, but not the rest of it. Every time they did that, I, I didn't... Yeah, I found myself less scared. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, need no, to understand fair, fair. that the scariest element of the movie is the Annabelle doll itself. Right, yes. That's all you need. Uh, I think they do. I think they do because they don't overuse it. Like, mm. y- she never moves, she never walks, but you get like, again, she's in all the creepy spots. Mm. But I think you're right. I think you-, you get these moments where occasionally you see too much of the demon and, and you go, oh, okay. But then yeah. you're reminded, like, the-, the bit with the scarecrow is so well done because normally in a lesser film, because it's 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 beautiful. They're in the mm. car, they're trying to get it to start, and the lights keep flickering. Yeah. And so the lights keep going on and off the scarecrow, and all yeah. it does is slowly turn its head to look at them. In a lesser film, it would then appear in front of the car, yeah. but it doesn't. It's just gone, yeah, and that is yeah. so much scarier. I agree, dude. I agree. I, I yeah. I I have to compliment the scare factor. I definitely felt scared. And then yeah, the last one I wanted to mention was that under the under the stairs scene, where. Obviously, she's gone under the stairs. We're already uneasy because clearly this is not going to go well. We see Annabelle sitting on her chair again. She's got her lovely lumbar support. She's happy. And then did you guys notice that she probably did? But this is our first sort of... This is where I think the demon aspect was done well. We just see those two points of light above the Annabelle doll. Did you catch that? Yeah. 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 I thought that was fucking perfect it's just so black and like the those two points of light you're like am i actually seeing that am i imagining that and then right up to the point where the chair screeches backwards and you're like oh no i definitely saw that yeah. and then then bringing it back in when we see janice sort of crunch her way up into big demonic half janice half demon and we see those same points of light in the darkness i thought that was great but again that's all i needed of the demon yeah. not the rest of it yeah you didn't need him to spider-man kiss his way down into the barn no i really like yeah that's <laughs> it like i was like that uh, scene with scarecrow scared yeah. and then as soon as scarecrow came demon nah, nah you've lost me boys sorry about that mm-hmm. All right, did our characters act wisely or foolishly? Lapalia is a dipshit. Thank you, Sean. He's a massive dipshit. Thank you. Also, I just hate the fact that, like, he knows that he's got this bad thing locked away in his house. Yes. At the first hint of any trouble, he should just assume 
like, let me go and check on that. Let me go and yep. see what's going preach, on. Preach, like, brother. He's, fucking he's, preach. He don't invite kids into your house if you're not going to protect them. Yep. He he really makes no effort to protect them. He's a fucking Don't invite asshole. kids into your house when you know that's in the upstairs wardrobe. Yep. Yeah. Have you have you concreted that fucking thing closed? Yeah. No? Then don't worry about the kids. Don't don't even risk it. He also doesn't give ex- like explicit enough instruction. Like he doesn't do enough and then when Miranda Otto's like I think I think it's happening, he's immediately like no. Why why would you why yeah. would you just immediately assume ah oh, yeah. he's a fool, he's an idiot and his brother Jonathan should have been there to help him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want to see both Lapalis up there. He very much deserved to die. He, yeah. He, yeah. He was yes. a prick. He was an really like he's just selfish and fucking could have could have been responsible for the deaths of all those girls. He's a piece of shit. He he goes in for a big hero moment, but it's too late no. by that point. He's, a, he's made so yeah. many bad choices. Yeah. You know who is a big damn hero and who makes some choices that are questionable, but I understand them because she's brave as fuck. The mm. nun? Linda. Oh, Linda. Goes in, steals the doll. Takes her out to the well. Yes. Fucking yes, hero. Tom. Yeah. Stupid, but... Heroic. Because she does this big thing. It's clever and brilliant. Well done. I respect that. And then when she hears the noise coming from the well, don't go back and peer in. Mm. Yep. Walk away. Yes, that's true. Walk away. That's so true, mate. I agree. When she took the doll, I thought she was going to light it on fire. I don't know. That's just maybe because that's what I would have done. That's what George, our boy Sean would have done. I would have for sure. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting fire. She threw it down the well. Look. Not a bad choice. Yeah. Um, but at least she fucking did something. Yeah. Like, this doll is obviously so fucked up, and she decided to do something even though it risked to herself. Yeah. Yeah, i got to applaud that. You know what I wanted from LaPalia and Miranda Otto, too, by extension, is an explanation of what they tried to do to get rid of the doll. Right. It just seemed like they're too happy to just be like, we'll get a priest to come, the super-powered priest. He'll do some blessings and shit, put it in a chair, lock it up, and we'll live with this horrible thing. Like, Why would you choose to live with something that's so disgusting? Yeah. Well, I feel like I kind of blame the church. They've gone, okay, we've got a demon. They're pricks. We'll get the church in, and they've said, yeah, yeah, we'll just paste some fucking Bible verses up in your cupboard, and we'll leave it. Like, I actually think that's up to – the Warrens wouldn't have done that shit. They, they would yeah. have done what the Warrens do. They're taking it, <laughs> taking it to their home. Taking it to their place <laughs> yeah. with yeah. their daughter. Where their child <laughs> yeah, exactly. is. Yeah, yeah. So there is, an, there is another Annabelle movie called Annabelle Comes Home, which is about the Warrens' daughter and Annabelle, mm. I think, basically breaking free and um, sort of weaponizing everything in that room in the Warrens' oh, house. Oh, shit. So maybe we should watch that one because Patty Wilson is in that one. Oh. There are three Annabelles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is actually the second, and the reason, just some clarification. Yeah, can, Tom, can you clarify this? Because it's confusing why we didn't start with that one, which is what this movie ends with, I think. Yeah, so we didn't watch the first Annabelle because according to enemy of the show, Joel Dusha, it's dog shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that this one is was critically acclaimed, and people actually, when it came out, were expecting it to be trash, and it was actually, it's quite good. Yeah. yeah. Um, by all accounts, the first one is is batshit, heavy on jump scares, whatever, and is the story of how the doll got to the woman who gives it to the Warrens, Mm. who are the family at the end of the... This film, they wake up in bed yeah. and she's like, she has that dream where Annabelle, as Janice, as Annabelle, grown yeah. up, kills yeah. her parents. Yeah. yeah. Also, Tom, what's with, what's the deal with the... So Annabelle strikes every 12 years? Is that what these films are telling us? I guess so, yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't understand the 12-year thing. I, I, Holly yeah. was asking me about that too. I I almost think it's chance because from... So I read the synopsis for that Annabelle 
that was made before this film, but obviously comes afterwards, which is already fucking confusing. Yeah, starring Annabelle yeah. Wallace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, as a whole, even more layer. confusing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the twelve year thing. I think basically what happened in in that film is that by chance the doll came back to her, and that was enough to sort of reconnect her and make her go crazy. Slash, there's a whole cult element. Um, basically it sounds really shit, which actually makes me respect this movie even more because basically they're like, clearly the original Annabelle movie was made like, Hey, people were interested in this Annabelle doll. Let's come up with its origins. Someone came up with its origins and like, Oh, that sucked. Let's fucking redo it. But we're going to tie it in just enough that our redo, we're not just sort of cutting that out of the canon. We'll keep it in, but we're going to give it a better origin story. And they did like, this is a pretty solid origin story. I think for me, um, and I kind of got to respect them because, yeah, that, sec- that second slash first one sounds like shit. Yeah, it's it's. I also like the little tip of the hat to uh, the OG Annabelle. Uh, in at the end, Annabelle is given a Raggedy Ann yes. doll. Yes, yeah. yep. we like that. Yeah, that was quite well done. Yep. Yeah. Can, can I can I call one other person who acted wisely? Yep. Yeah. Fucking me. <laughs> uh, Go on. Holly and I have discovered a lovely little. Uh, <laughs> Trick for for facing horror movies that I want to share with you boys. Okay. So, obviously, like, uh, eating away your fear is a big part of what we do on this show. Yep. M&M Krispies, baby. Oh, those Krispies, we love them. So, we we just had dinner just before watching this. So, we're like, ah, look, we'll hold off on the movie snacks. And I said, oh, let's wait for the midpoint. I literally, like, looked up the time for this this movie. I'm like, all right, at this time, we get to have movie snacks at the exact midpoint. It worked. Not only do I get to briefly pause the film, get the snacks ready, bring them out, and then we eat away our fear, but also I knew this reward for my bravery was coming with every minute. Oh, there you go. Every minute that passed, I was getting closer to snack time, and it worked. I like. I didn't. It didn't make me less scared, but it gave me a somewhat of a distraction and at least something something hopeful in my immediate world to look forward to. That's okay. Well done. That's pretty good. How well would that done. how would that work in a cinema? You can't really press pause. Oh, yeah, uh, unless it's gold class where you say bring it to me at the midpoint. I don't. No, but even I, I think an a part of you. what you've experienced too is that pause. That pro- did you get up? And, did you get up pause. and sort of shake it off a bit and sort of you have that reset? I get up. I turn the lights on in the kitchen. I got the bowls. Yeah, yeah all that. So sort you're going to have to do it at yeah. the cinema and just apologise to everybody. Sorry, guys. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's the process. Um, yeah. <laughs> Skatey yeah. boys, new episodes every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that. The reward that's pretty good good. i recommend i've got to recommend yeah yeah Yeah. i'm gonna try that that's good (laughs) all right that's real Uh, good how would how would the three of us do we win easily boys oh go on so all right we have to kick over the stones which means we've got to open the door and let annabelle out so we're we're orphans just to just sorry yeah yeah Yeah. the scaredy boys we're staying with anthony lapalia and miranda rotto we're you know (laughs) doing a scaredy boys retreat in outback australia in outback australia so here's the thing Yes, Annabelle is terrifying and evil and scary, and there's a demon involved. Yeah. I think once the door is open and we become aware that this is bad, mm. we, Sean, do exactly what you just suggested. Yeah. We put Annabelle somewhere where she cannot get anybody ever. Yeah. I don't think setting her on fire would work somehow. I just don't feel... I feel like yeah. destroying the doll is is bad. I think we need to like concrete the doll in somewhere. I and agree. I think that's it. I think we just lock it up. Yep. Concrete box... And chop it in a lake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we're in Outback Australia. Yeah. <laughs> There's lakes. There's dams. Yeah. I reckon just a concrete box. Like, how are you going to get out of concrete? Exactly. And even back then, they had 
concrete. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not a new invention. So just uh, make it as big as you can, just this huge slab of concrete. Right. It's not even the fact that she's within a box of concrete. She's in the concrete itself. We just yeah. pour some concrete, drop her in it, pour more concrete on top. Yeah. Yep. Done. Can't get possessed by her through concrete. Yes. Surely. And, no. and I'm I'm assuming we get to have a nun with us as well, because they did. Yes, we would. Yeah. So again, get her to bless it, fucking stick some Bible verses around it. Is she powerful enough, though? We might need a priest. We may need we a priest. We might need that shit priest that they had at the <laughs> Yeah. End. But like, literally, like, even if for this concrete, put the pages of the Bible with, mix them in into the yeah, concrete. Yeah, mix it into the concrete. Yeah. Oh, that's Baby, powerful. The water that we use in the concrete. Holy. Holy water. Blessed it's water. It's fucking holy water, boys. Here we go. <laughs> they got no chance. She's, She's gone. gone. Done. That's beautiful. I'm literally going to stop us there because we have peaked. <laughs> We've just peaked right now. Mixing concrete with the Bible. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to contact us or send us an email, any of that sort of stuff, you can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Scary Boys, new episodes every Friday. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.